Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. I got Patrick Berge back on. This guy is going to blow you guys' socks off. So we've talked uh, quite a bit. I've met Patrick. He's uh, definitely an amazing guy. He's got a couple great books out, and uh, I've been thumbing through your books. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. We think a lot alike. You have been exposed to a lot of the things that I've been exposed to over time. And sometimes you think you're in a little bubble, and like, you know, I just know my stuff. And then I find out people like yourself that know what I know, and then a lot more. Because you've been telling me about stuff that I've been like, I don't know, Patrick. I don't know. I don't know. And now they're coming true. So let's, you got some amazing background. You were in Army Intel and you had one of the highest clearances that you can have when you're a contractor. So let's, let's tell us a little bit about your background, then we'll jump in. Well, it was TSSCI, there's higher, where you were on the PT side, I was on the IT side of the fight, right? You guys protected me. I carried the comm set. (laughs) I kept your internet going. We knew we needed to protect you guys because you guys like kept us alive because you gave us the intel that was like unbelievable. So I know that we actually saw when I was at six, you know, you guys were always in the background. It was like, ah, those guys are cool. But then when I started to learn what you guys were doing, I'm like, oh, they're like as badass as we are in their own way. I was like, cool. <laughs> so, you know, and a lot of the stuff that I like about what you go into is you had a conversation once a, long, uh, a while ago where you talked about intuition and how like you were with indisputably in the like 1% of the 1% when it comes to military and training, right? And mm-hmm. that's indisputable. I wasn't, I don't claim to be, right? But You say that, okay, you believe that that might have some connection to people's intuition. And a lot of this uh, has been intuition. Some of it's resume, but a lot of it's intuition. And uh, a lot of it's just sticking to a a simple rule of honorable people do honorable things, right? Someone's dishonorable, uh, then they tend to do again, dishonorable things. So you had just done an interview with Scott yourself not long ago. Scott and I were up in DC during all of this stuff for a couple months from November to January, you know? And so, and he has took away basically the same thing I did. He went in there thinking that these were good people trying to help. He left there with a lot of questions and some buyer's remorse. I uh, was there as a guest I just wanted to like, just real quick, because you are prior military, right? What do you think? Do you think that somebody that comes out as a whistleblower who is served honorably, you know, I'm not saying believe that person because of that, but do you think that, you know, someone, a DOD whistleblower that comes out should be heard? Do you think that they should, or do you think that, and does that still apply if he's talking about or exposing people you may like does that change anything does that veteran does that person who's made seven years overseas of sacrifices does that now throw all that away because he's providing information and belief about people that you like and now just is it okay to destroy that person without don't hear him i mean destroy him destroy his business Mm -mm. destroy, uh, put out uh, fake 
post that he molested his daughter, right? That was by the sergeant the, who did that was the sergeant at arms of uh, General Flynn's and Roger Stone's uh, security for his events here in Florida. To Call answer it. your question, because yes. I, like you, have, have been out there. You talk about 1% of the 1%. I think the people that are coming out and revealing are that 1% of the 1%. So they're, they know how tragic this can be for not only their, their existence in life, <laughs> but also for their families and for their friends that are now going to be exposed to lying information like you're talking about. And I've known this and I've seen this happen. And I, I'm like full on. I'm like, I'm here. Like we took the oath to protect and defend against foreign domestic enemy. And I took that super extremely serious to the utmost that I could do that up to the point where I would risk my life. And I've done that many times. And I think that you're doing that by revealing what you're revealing. I totally honor that. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to hit the knuckleheads that, you know, are kind of clueless and make stupid comments that, that doesn't bother me, but the people that really are coming after us that know better. And like you're talking about, they're just plain evil at this point. They're coming after us like this. Tactical targeted coordinated. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I was exposing in my key TAM that I filed in January of 2020 signed sworn to a DC federal court. And then that was noticed by other people. And from that Shadowgate, the Shadowgate documentary was created, right? Which Shadowgate was based on my stories, right? My claims in my whistleblower. They had thrown a few other things in there. I've always said, I can't, if it's somebody else's claim, how the heck am I going to be able to do that? You have to figure that out for yourself. But, uh, you know, everything that I said and was warning about in there, I'm now being attacked by literally by, you know, people that were trained in this at the very counterinsurgency at the highest levels, which you have General McChrystal, you have General Flynn. They're both absolutely involved. I was in D.C. working with Flynn. I remember you were telling me this and you're just telling me this a few months ago and you're telling me that you're going to find out some stuff about Flint. And then you started telling me stuff about Flint. I'm like, Patrick. And it's kind of like what we we're just talking about. People are going to go, ah, you know, what's he saying? What's he? And I was kind of like that way with you. I was like, Patrick, man, you're going off the deep end a little bit here with this. Mike Flynn, really? And yeah, Mike Flynn. <laughs> so let's do well, it. Let's, let's look, expose the boy. You know, a lot of these people look, Lynn Wood came out. And Lynn Wood was was, was just at, I had been trying to get a hold of Lynn Wood since I was in D.C. Scott will verify that, right? Mm -hmm. D.C. in 2021 in December, I knew that he was being fed disinformation about uh, the Cappy's information. He was getting set up with that. I tried to get a hold of him. I also tried to get a hold of him through when I saw him up on stage with Ali Akbar. Ali Akbar, literally. Now, my background is IIA, Interactive Internet Activities, Psychological Warfare. And the time I served was overseas. Most of it was in Iraq and Afghanistan where I was fighting these cyber wars, right? So here, a guy named Ali Akbar that, that uh, switched, changes his name to Ali Alexander, launches a Christian movement, and is now the subject of subpoena for being involved in the actual incitement of the January 6th event, right? Wow. Yeah. How much intuition? I'm like, you know, Ray Charles could have seen that one coming, right? 
And uh, <laughs> like, are you serious? But people still attack me and give me crap about that, but they're all connected to him. And these are tactical coordinated. A lot of people have found, I believe, uh, a lot of people kind of find a purpose in these groups and they can't separate themselves from the truth at times uh, because sometimes these things are just people, bad people misrepresenting themselves. I saw that uh, when I was up in D.C., when I saw the Dominion stuff coming out in my my next book, you'll see that I have uh, text messages saying the data that you're presenting is not accurate, right? You're presenting uh, external nodes. You're not presenting internal nodes. And I have responses back from the people that were doing this saying, hey, great. Thank you very much. I'll make sure this gets passed up. Now, that guy, Spider, came out during the cyber convention and he had gotten like caught on undercover video with Pete Santilli saying that the data was, in fact, garbage data. It was external, right? Exactly what I had told them back in November. It's not November 13th. It's now the next, you know, uh, we got the cyber symposium. It's, uh, you know, what was that last fall? And that undercover video undercut the entire symposium, undercut everything they were doing. And now you got Dr. Shiva coming out saying that his data was misrepresented. Well, it's not just this dumbass PFC anymore, is it? It's the guy who invented email. You know, you and Scott Bennett have been on the uh, the forefront of revealing this and uh, and showing the uh, what happened during the uh, last election and all the trade craft that was happening on the back end to come in to take that election down. It's staggering what you guys, all the information you had and that you're trying to let everybody know, but they're not listening to you and they're like just blowing it off. What, what was going on there? They were running a scam. I'm just bottom line. My mm-hmm. best guess as a subject matter expert in this area, yeah. my best guess, uh, and I've said this and I said it, I'm, I'll have the DMs and the things that I was telling these people. It was actually they were stealing data. Data is exceptionally valuable. You know how you used to have the Iran Contra where you'd sell like Coke and weapons and stuff for cash for to fund oh, yeah. these things. Data is the new drugs, right? So it's untraceable. It, it's in the billions. You realize what? All of that scanned data is worth. So Mm. they're pushing for these things. And I've said from the beginning, and also, you know, these are smart people, right? And when smart people do dumb things, it makes me look over there and go, wow, you know, dumb people do dumb things all the time. That's me. But when smart people do dumb things, I'm like, well, that's something I would have done, right? So these guys, they have been coming out and just saying things that, that are completely ridiculous and Like I said, Scott called it out. We had that conversation the other day. I've been calling it out and we've been right. One thing I would like to add here, right? So I I talked, I mentioned that guy, Spider, who released that data. Spider, his attorney is my attorney. My attorney is the other whistleblower and Shadowgate's attorney, the one that actually set it up. My attorney and all of our attorney is the attorney that contacted Millie Weaver's mom when Millie was first arrested and got her to sign a thing saying that she didn't do anything, that this was all bullshit. In fact, that's what her mom said. That was the attorney, all connected to all of this. She's also Stuart Rhodes' attorney. 
So they go in and they have a, these attorneys. Now, I've spoken to Spider. You know, I'm sending a, a filing a, a complaint with the Texas bar because this was my attorney signed and, and documented and everything. Right. And we've been just set up from the beginning by people now that are being arrested as we speak for seditious conspiracy. So I'm saying, hey, I'm calling shenanigans on all of them and letting somebody else sort that out. And people are attacking me for that. But how do you deny all of those connections? And am I supposed to just say, oh, well, it's okay. No, I see people doing bad things. My bar is really low for bad things, right? When I see people doing bad things, I'm like, this, I've got to speak about it, right? I've got to talk about it. So every single thing. Now, Stuart Rhodes was a, an oath keeper, correct? I have several friends, oath keepers. Hell, I think my cousins up in Michigan are oath keepers and proud boys, right? They're like family to me. But there are people at the top that I've been saying all along that I've been saying even before Shadowgate, we're involved in this stuff. And so that's all coming to fruition because Stuart Rhodes, Oath Keepers, Epps is a road Oath Keeper. They basically came out the other day and said he was not working with the FBI. At least that one lady did. Several people said, I can't answer, I can't answer. But the one lady said, not to my knowledge. That was actually an answer. And so if he wasn't FBI working with the FBI, who was he? I'm saying he was a contractor, MIC probably, right? He was there tactically coordinated. There was nothing natural about what that man was doing. And then his picture comes down, kind of seems to me like he's turning evidence against everybody. My attorney's phone was seized by uh, the Department of Justice. Okay. All of these people are tied to this. And it just so happens that all the people tied to this and are being arrested right now for seditious conspiracy are the people I've been calling out. So Stuart <laughs> Rhodes, you know, he's been indicted for, you know, being, uh, you know, part of the January 6th plotting or whatever they, they want to call this thing. So where do you think this goes? Well, I had a long talk with Stuart at breakfast in Houston when we met with our attorney. It was, wasn't a private thing. It was just public area and stuff. My conversation with him, the one thing that stood out with me was it when I told him about the things that Laura Logan had done, and I had told you about that too, you were like, <laughs> you know, he was okay with that. He wasn't like Mike huh. Jaco going. He was like, that's okay. I actually think they were, and I'm this is just me. I think if you look into it, you're going to find that, prob, you know, Laura Logan's husband is a former PSYOP contractor. That's not, I'm not bashing anybody. That's a fact. You can, Look that up on multiple news organizations. It was actually IIA and PSYOP, right? It specifically working with like the PAO, working with these things, public affairs, misinformation, disinformation, whatever. Uh, Lincoln Group in Shadowgate 2. Shadowgate 2 called out Lincoln Group, right? Worked for Lincoln Group. That's why everybody gets mad at me because I'm like, hey, we had that in Shadowgate, right? But meanwhile... You know, Laura Logan was the one that invited myself, Millie and Gavin to spend the time up in D.C. with Patrick Byrne. Right. And so I'm like, OK, this is all 
it looks like a counterinsurgency operation smells like one. I'm just, and I've said that from the beginning, it's all coming out now. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. I'm like a constitution person. Election has consequences, right? Even if they steal, even if they cheat. And once we have a president sworn in, we need to respect that. I didn't respect the Democrats the way they behaved after Trump won. And I didn't respect the Republicans the way they behaved after Biden stole the election. And I can say that because had anyone investigated or reported the claims I made in Shadowgate in August of 2020, three months before the election, we would have been talking about Obama's shadow net. We would have been talking about the partnership between Atlantic Council and Facebook, where it, my old boss, the guy that runs Jim Jones, the guy that runs the, that owns the shadow net, the one that was uh, blocking all of Trump's tweets. And they were doing the partnership for the fake news, combating fake news with Facebook. That's all verifiable right on Facebook's site, right on Atlantic Council site. I was reading that in your book, and uh, that's that's what I loved about. And everyone should be really paying attention because you have an IT guy that's like giving you insights that are way bigger than anything you guys can imagine right now. So they were coming in and hacking into Facebook and controlling information. Well, they weren't even hacking. They did it with a memorandum of understanding. I, I know. Like, I mean, we see it now. We see <laughs> it now. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, they're like fact checkers and all kind of crazy shit now. So it's, uh, it's, but they were doing it way back then. That's all it was. It was legal. By the way, General Jones, he was on the board of Wikistrat along with General Michael Hastings. They were both on the board of Wikistrat. Wikistrat's owned by uh, the guy that owns Cy Group, uh, Joel Zamel. Cy Group was literally the, the, the organization, the people that were involved with Cambridge Analytica. So basically, Facebook partnered with Cambridge Analytica's subcontractors. They just made them, they just moved them up to prime. They yeah. went from subprime relationship. That's all it was. After a billion dollar fine by the uh, FEC, they just, they laugh at us, Mike, and people yeah. attack me. And instead of attacking me, go to clearforce.com come look what they tell you they're doing on their website go to their about section look who it general michael hastings co-founder uh, general uh, james jones co-founder obama's national security advisor and cia director and then look what they do they create predictive behavioral analytics they scan all of your data they scan all of your social media and they determine in a minority report like way whether or not you're going to get a job or lose a job Yep. It's so far beyond just uh, blocking something on Facebook. You know, when you, we started talking about this, I, I knew exactly what we were coming to. Because many, many years ago, I tried to start up a group where we were doing contract work, you know, for the government and help teaching and all kind of crazy stuff. Very high speed stuff. Cool. And uh, we were going against generals. We we're going against generals that had companies. They were in the military, making sure these companies got picked and then they came out and came in one of these companies you're talking you're talking right now about this and then they ran these companies and no one can touch them and we even had the guy that was they're supposed to go through bidding he even like you know comment to us on on the backside says you guys had the best thing but i was told yeah. the generals are going to get get the bid and i was like wow <laughs> so here we are they're manipulating within the military to steal the election Hello, everyone. So you're revealing it. I can't believe you're still alive. Thank God you are. So you're, you're helping to reveal some uh, well, amazing and, information. You know, when I was up in D.C., I walked into a room 
surrounded by uh, CIA contractors. Uh, Phil Waldron was there. He's senior psyop guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking the highest levels. And uh, this was in Rudy's round room, right, uh, at, at the Willard. And mm-hmm. I walked in yep. there and wow. I talked to these okay. people as a whistleblower. And then a day or so later, we left. I came back to Florida and I'm like, you know, people are dying. Uh, Michael Hastings, right? He wrote that book. He called out General McChrystal. He called out General Flynn. They said they were going to kill him if he said anything that got him that was negative about him. He got him fired, right? That's kind of negative. And then a couple of years later, his car goes out of control in a 35 mile an hour zone like well over 100 miles an hour and crashes into a tree. The engine's 100 feet away from it. Now, it's funny, but in August of 21, decertified the uh, QNX processor. It's owned by uh, BlackBerry. That QNX processor is in over 200 million cars, and it's what you would hack to actually control those. And the, the weird thing about this is, they actually, at a cybersecurity thing, and I think in Vegas, they used the year, make, and model of Michael Hastings' car as the example that they hacked and took control over. How wow. weird is that, right? In your face, like you were talking about. Now, that's owned by BlackBerry. And uh, the whole thing, all this stuff connects back to, it's got cappies tied into it. It's got a, a campground, a creepy campground tied into it this uh lady tracy wyman uh twyman have you ever heard of her no she was a a, a reporter a journalist a reporter and uh she was investigating cappy's death she died a month after he did she was attacked mercilessly by this this guy from that owns this campground that was just a few miles from where cappy threw himself off the bridge i was at that bridge i w- went there is part of my research for this book that I'm doing now. And I, I mean, remember you telling all, me about this story. Oh my God, you're going to like reveal that. That's good. How yeah, about Paul no, Walker? Remember Paul Walker and his car basically, you know, went to high speed and crashing tree and he died Is you think, well, he- you know, he was in a lot of movies where he didn't need someone to take control of the vehicle and probably go fast. He probably drove fast. himself. So There's was- a lot of people that said, because he was uh, going after uh, child trafficking. and uh, Oh, was he? I did not know that. Oh, so that changes things. He's a fast driver. Of course, he's going to crash into a tree eventually because that's, you hear the guys, they're like, they're jumping, they're jumping, they're jumping, and they're like leading jumps. And they're like, you know, okay, they do the checks of everybody. And then they normally put their parachute on, they jump out. And then they do the checks and then they jump out. They don't put the parachute on. They're like, oh, you oh. know, so that happens. Maybe that I was like, oh, yeah, you're getting crazy. But then I heard about that. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's very suspicious. And now you're telling me about how they control cars. I'm like, oh, I wonder. And there's no way that burns up in the crash. There's no way to tell. Yeah. It's a perfect way to, uh, to uh, and you and I both know that there are people trained by taxpayers that are exceptional. That's what they're trained to do. And there's few people more trained to do something like that than General Flynn, than General McChrystal. And both are exceptionally active. You know, if they would have retired and opened little cafes down in the Keys, I would not be at all concerned. But they're (laughs) running around putting out stuff that I know is bullshit. And 
you know, so I got to speak out against them. I'm glad you're bringing this up because this is going to blow this up now. Everybody's going to know. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Jaco. Join me on Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, where we'll uncover the hidden parts of our human potential and propel you to new heights of existence and consciousness realms. As a former Navy SEAL for 24 years and CIA security officer for 11, I've been involved in aggressive combat training and operated in combat zones for well over 35 years. From Panama, Kuwait, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen, Libya, and Lebanon, I have honed my leadership, tactical, combat skills, and knowledge expertise to a master level. As a little boy, five years old, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL after watching the movie Navy Frogmen. I also looked at the movies and read the books of Ian Fleming, 007, James Bond. I wanted to be that when I grew up. And I was always inspired by entrepreneurs that helped humanity and brought about great change that furthered the consciousness and abilities of humankind to master levels. I always wanted to do that. The first two I did to an extraordinary level. And now today, as an entrepreneur and speaker, reaching millions all over the world, now I'm sharing the information that really propelled me. When I was a chief enlisted officer, I motivated, led, trained, and provided inspiration and insight to officers of all ranks, all the way up to flag level, and even the Secretary of Defense for the United States. With my operational background, planning, master training, and course design abilities, I have trained thousands and thousands of military and law enforcement personnel, and now I inspire and train millions throughout the world with my intuitive insights into the workings of the human mind. I and many listening to this message are living proof that each of us have amazing potentials far beyond what most consider possible. For me, the impossible is what I strive to always master and excel at. And as a Navy SEAL and in the CIA and combat zones, I did the impossible over and over and over again. And now I want to help you do the same. Tune in to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, and join the growing tribe as I show you how to unleash your own hidden potential. You know, I didn't know this until I started doing the research. When you, when you said this about Flynn, I'm like, oh, I don't know, Patrick. And then I started doing research and I started looking at stuff. And then, you know, I'm starting to hear stuff and I'm starting to see, and I'm like, maybe there's something what Patrick said. So General Flynn was a lifelong Democrat. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. I got a little hypothesis to throw by you. Okay. And this is also based on my experiences in IASO, Information Assurance Security Officer with the DOD for a decade, right? When it comes to classification documents, that was like one of my, that was my area of responsibility basically the entire time. So recently, Project Veritas released a document from DARPA about a conversation with Fauci and such, right? You remember that? Oh, yeah. But the one thing that the guy made a comment at DARPA and he act, the guy at DARPA actually seemed kind of like, ah, no problem. I'll help you out with it. We'll get through this. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? 
but he did notice. He said, well, it is odd that if it's a if it was classified top secret, that it didn't have a stamp on it. So it didn't have a stamp on it. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, because as a guy, there's a process to that. I mean, it's big time. Like if you jack that up, you go to jail process. So I have a scenario and I actually again, this is based off resume, too. And my experience in D.C. during this time, during the January 6th. Because January 7th, I had some conversations with a lot of people. And remember, I was like in those units. I was in the rooms. And uh, I'm wondering, it's like, could somebody like, let's say a a Schiff or a Pelosi, right? Heard of that document and they were like, oh, we need to grab this. Well, if they just grabbed it maybe on a laptop and uh, brought it into their office or it was printed out and brought it into their office, right? Put it in their safe. And they didn't have it go through the normal channels where a guy like me would have to process it in and it would be stamped and marked. You know, every time you send an email, you have oh, yeah. to mark classification of the email. I ran the security system for a couple of commands and the SEAL teams, and it's it's an incredible process. You don't mess around with that stuff. You go to jail like instantly if you screw this up. So how does that happen? My scenario, it's like, well, if somebody just grabbed it and brought it like a congressman <laughs> and brought it in their office now. What if, let's say, Flynn had a team of Oath Keepers that were trained, they had a a layout of the entire thing, used the, pushed the event, right? Had people like Epps pushing into there to create the chaos so they could bring in a team and get the laptop and the documents that are now released by Project Veritas, Because a lot of people with Project Veritas are absolutely connected to Flynn and Vandersteel. She does the tours with Flynn and Byrne and all of these people. So I'm just saying that missing stamp, I was wondering what those guys got out of there. I believe that that was the reason, that was the whole reason for the, the charging of the Capitol. Again, this is just my opinion right but i was actually there in these rooms listening to the conversations and the people like uh afterwards about how there was a team that was sent in to get the laptops did you foresee that darpa document coming from that team but you maybe you don't know either way i get it i know of those guys i've seen i've heard blah 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 i'm not part of that mission so i can't say you and i can look from what we're hearing, what we know from our backgrounds, we can go, oh, this is exactly what that was. Whenever you're trying to find the truth, what do you do? You look at, at all the little bits of information. You right. classify them as best as you can on your providence, right? Your how mm-hmm. accurate it is. When I put all these things together, there, I think there's a legitimate case that we might find that that's the case. Now, if that was the case, and we got about 600 people that are sitting in jail for the last year. And so that's situations like that or when I'm going, okay, I think it was stupid to begin with, but now I really do. There's things that go on that I know bigger pictures of. And like, like when people go through checkpoints at the airport, there's things that you have to do that I know why you have to do those things. And they're stupid reasons. It's frustrating to know the bigger picture and and they don't care. They don't care how many people suffer. They don't care if they make the whole country suffer. They're not going to disclose their little piece of something. So that's what we're seeing here. 
We're seeing they did a mission to go in and steal information, and they don't care how many people. And, and in fact, if people suffer, that gives them cover. Somebody did, correct? I'm not wrong there. That was what pretty well documented. Laptop was stolen, and other laptops were stolen. So, so you, I, got, you got a congresswoman that's been around for a long, long time, and you uh, got to imagine that she has access to some crazy stuff, and that information was stolen. And that wouldn't necessarily, that email wouldn't have been like needed to be classified as top secret until, or secret, uh, secret or above, until which point like this stuff came out. Why would that email ever be need, be kept anything other than uh, F-O-U-O? That's it. You take a couple of names away or places or whatever. It's yeah, just nothing. No, there's nothing. There's no methods in there. So somebody's like, hey, we got the COVID coming out. Oh, shit. Fauci's been over here doing this. And they run and grab it. It's unclassified. They don't need the courier card. They don't need to sign for anything. They take it back to their congressional offices where they think it's nice and safe. And uh, all of a sudden, you've got, you know, a bunch of... Uh, Proud Boys and Oath Keepers and uh, Shaman. I interviewed him the other day. I did. He's the most awesome guy. He's former uh, Navy. To that the Scott Bennett show. And I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, I know of other people that know him and said the same thing. So I totally agree with you. I ain't got to get some weed. The Shaman and Tracy, your wife. <laughs> and we got to just hang out. She's the most awesome. And I see that with the most respect. She is the most awesome spirit in the world. She, she would come had, down with the answers. <laughs> I had the greatest time. And I had the greatest time interviewing this guy. I was so blown away. He's huh. a good spirit. That uh, was cool what he said about, you know, just he's just going to do his time. He made a mistake and he's going to do his time. And he's, he's like taking responsibility for it. It's really yeah. cool. I said, hey, get a pen and paper. Write a damn good book. You got a hell of a story. You're going to come out of there. But these people. And he was really nice about it during my interview. You know, I asked him and he said that, you know, Flynn and these guys turn his uh, request for help down. And then other assets that have been involved with attacking me, attacking my CFO to my company, attacking all these people around me. He's now embedded around Jake's mom. That's how I reached out to them. He's the one that uh, when Kyle Rittenhouse turned on Linwood, it was because of information Jason Funes was pushing, false information, was pushing to Rittenhouse's mom. And he did the same thing. To, and I can say that because he was involved around him and he's working for these attorneys and these attorneys are just competitors with each other. And mm. that's how I was going to Lynn Wood to tell Lynn Wood because he was coming out about Flynn and uh, Byrne and all these people. I was coming to him to tell him the information I've had for collected for over a year, trying to get to him that these people were setting him up. And someone calls him and tells him, doesn't say that, hey, Bergie's coming to bring you information that people are setting you up. They called him and told him I was coming there to harm him. And oh, then he posts it online. He posts it online. And I'm like attacked. People are telling him to, to put uh, snipers in the trees and shit. I'm like, dude, why would like one of the biggest defense attorneys on the planet post something that some sociopath told him? And B, why did she have his number? And by the way, the person that told him this was works with Byrne and was involved. It was the evidence that I was giving him with John here to help in this stuff. 
So literally the people I'm going there to give him this information because he's just now figuring it out. Right. He's going after these people. He's been recording them and they everything he's saying I have is what I've been saying. But they attacked me. They called him and told him that I was coming to harm him. Could you imagine me coming to harm him? No. So I was the IT guy. Now, if Mike Jaco shows up at your freaking door, that's a problem. You, you would know that. You would never even know that I was coming no. for you. Yeah. So you'd know if I was there. And you'd like, be gone, and no one would even know that you're gone until you're gone. It's like, where's he at? It's like, where'd he go? Ooh, I've never heard of him. Yeah, that's the way it would be if I came for you. Now, General Flint. Everybody wants to know. I see in the chat. Good guy, bad guy. So dishonorable dishonorable yeah absolutely based on my personal interactions his son dishonorable based on my personal interactions that was uh scott bennett's interpretation too scott was in the the boardroom meeting that we had with uh patrick byrne with joe flynn myself scott right several others and i actually thought i was like okay who is this guy uh the people that he brought with him actually he and patrick byrne the people that they brought with him God is my witness, were lady boys. You know, I'm not, but I'm just saying it was like S. Scott. It was the weirdest situation. You got guys in dresses sitting next to you, but they're former combat too. So you ain't gonna fuck with them. You don't don't <laughs> piss off the lady boys, right? That's rule number one for contractors in Thailand. They'll throw your ass out the window. But as Scott, the whole thing was weird as shit. They showed up with Byrne and uh Joe Flynn. You know, just, I mean, is that would that you would go, okay, that was weird. Well, it's, it's interesting what's coming out now about Sidney Powell. You know, Scott Bennett basically gave yes. Sidney the information she needed to get Mike Flynn off, and she never even gave him credit. And so he, Scott meets Mike, and he's like, I'm the guy that gets you off. And, and Mike Flynn's like, what? It's like, yeah. uh, hello. So some, what's going on here? That's one of those times where you go, what is going on? Something's not right. She's basically collapsing in popularity and she's being exposed in a lot of stuff, perhaps money laundering and all kind of crazy stuff. So it's uh, quite a shit show on that side now. I had uh, sent her an email, which she responded to around December or the end of November in 2020, uh, 2021, where actually right after December, like December 3rd, when she was up on stage with Ali Akbar and uh, Lynn Wood. I sent her a letter and said, listen, this guy, not only do you have my affidavit as a whistleblower, my affidavit states that the guy you're standing up on stage with right now is a terrorist, potentially. And he's at the very least listed as a subject of interest, election influence in my affidavit, which you're holding. And now you're up on stage with him. So I send her a letter and she's like, responds, hey, thank you very much. Neither Lynn or myself were aware of this. Scott will tell you, I got in so much trouble from everybody because you go along and play along, right? But when I saw Akbar up on stage and he had attacked me and everybody else with Shadowgate, when I saw him up on stage with them, I'm like, hey. And then not only that, not only does she bury my election influence case, which actually the social media psychological warfare component, the uh, social media influence I'm estimating between about 50 and 80 million that votes that it changed. Uh, and that's based on on Facebook's own numbers from 2012 when they tested their ability to influence an election. Right. So 
they're freaking out about, you know, two, five, 10 million votes. It might've been done at a ballot box in one or two or three or four different locations. I'm talking about 50 to 80 million nationwide that yes. were influenced by yes. election influence. And you guys are worried about these freaking how, how the papers folded, you know? So, okay. I just disagree with that from a tactical perspective. You're worried about something that at best is going to influence locally, almost impossible to influence on a national level, or at least really difficult. Why would you even need to do that if you could change 50 to 80 million votes? Because you control the mainstream media. You control the social media through your military industrial complex memorandums of understanding through $160 million was put through in funding for this December 25th, 2016 at midnight, like Christmas, Christmas Eve at midnight, 160 million for combating fake news, right? Nothing to see here. And that was right as Trump was going into office and that money went into the Atlantic Council. We funded our own election influence. I couldn't get one of these retired generals. I couldn't get Sidney Powell. I couldn't get Patrick Byrne. I couldn't get anybody to have even one blue check journalist come to me and say, hey, you should maybe report on what this guy's talking about. You know, they're right there with we were there as a guest with Laura Logan, right? At the request of Laura Logan. Has mm-hmm. she ever done a single report on Shadowgate? No. So I'm like, it's starting to look more and more like you guys are putting together a damn coup d'etat. And now, look, they're all getting rolled in for sedition. So watch these things. Watch these names that I'm talking about now start getting called in, like Laura Logan. Although Laura Logan would be tough because she was doing work overseas. So that's going to be an embarrassment. They'll bury the PFC before they put somebody like that out that's going to be a freaking embarrassment to them. It doesn't matter if she's doing she's doing some bad stuff on the background. Like we're talking about, I don't care who you are. I don't care how high up you are. If you're doing sedition or doing treasonous stuff, you need to be exposed. And then you need to go bye-bye. You or know, at least so. some transparency. So I get it. I'm not the most artful at this. I've got multiple cyber armies deployed to destroy every part of my life. But I don't care. I actually did a very good job destroying that before they got here. I can't uh, just be silent about this just because it's somebody that you like. Uh, I apologize uh, when I, uh, if I do come off, I don't know, I've been trying to get this out since 2015. And I started learning about this deep state before most people. I'm a little salty from the whole thing. I get that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wish people... You know, look at it. When you see people saying, shut him up, and they're doing that to someone that these people follow, ask yourself, is that what you want? Is that, are those the groups you want to be a part of? Somebody that is attacking and stifling a whistleblower. He's put his ass out on the line several times. Listen to him, maybe. And if you find something that he says wrong, Call him on it. I will answer anything that people say, and I'm not putting myself out there as being perfect. Yeah. Not even close. I see the chat's blowing up a lot of stupid. Oh, that squash- would be cyber I'm squashing people over about. here, and my, my moderators are squashing people over here. But there are, like me, and I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. There are people like me who are like, aye, 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 you know, I don't know. But we're, we're telling people. 
because someone's like, here, here's what someone says. Why doesn't Flynn and Linwood and Sidney Powell get together and quash rumors? Because Linwood is exposing them. He's exposing them. Why? He's not going to get together with people that are mm-hmm. wrong, <laughs> bad, you know? Guys, they're bad, period. If you got fooled like a lot of us did, myself included, that they were good, then people, yeah, all of us. But you're once you find out, you expose people that are bad. That's what we're doing here, guys. So I see people saying, well, I'm out of here. I don't believe this. It's fine. Don't believe it, you know? But you're going to find out eventually. Mm-hmm. And when you find out, why wait? Listen and pay attention. Mike, I wasn't kidding about these cyber armies. I've got thousands. I've got multiple cyber armies, including Flynn's. He's bragged about cyber armies. I stepped out and said, dude, do you realize that you built a fusion cell for a guy that looks and talks like Jim Jones from Guyana on his plantation? You built something that you learned from your sacred trust of your clearance and your appointments. And you took that and you built a IIA fusion cell in the home of a civilian on a plantation. And he's now turned on you. Do they still have that basically a skiff built into his plantation? That just seems wrong. What are we doing? Imagine if you gave, imagine if you gave someone like Jim Jones, the Guyana Jim Jones, someone that had the mental capacity of conning 900 people to kill themselves. Imagine if you had that ability and you magnified it with social media, psychological warfare capabilities. You're talking 900,000, 9 million where wow. you could just create complete chaos, 90 million, just destroy the planet, depending on. So, and like I said, there are these organizations that are springing up outside of the military industrial complex, yeah. outside of foreign threats. We've got domestic threats outside of like uh, the, the white supremacist uh, groups who are using IIA. You've got all sorts of organizations, including the Jonestown type. We're in a mess right now, Mike. And don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> you can look and uh, see. I know, right? What, yeah. what do we have to win, guys? Everyone that's going to watch this, and I hope it blows up. And I hope that it goes far and wide because it needs to. We have nothing to win with saying this. We have everything to lose. Everything. So we're trying to show, like Patrick, you told me, and I was like, I don't want to believe it. <laughs> but and then when I started to look, I'm like, I okay, Pat, I trust you because you are amazing, <laughs> and I know you've done amazing. You like put your ass on the line, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna believe you. So I did the research. I'm like, holy, you know what? It's true. So it means trying to wake you guys up. I know it's difficult. But uh, and I know a lot of you guys want to go on the freedom tours and go, oh, you know, laugh and and laugh and have a great time. But you're you need to look at this hard. These are good people. They hide that bad people hijack these grassroots movements for their own purposes. That's IIA. That's IO 101. We need to fix this. We can't be using extra constitutional Mm -hmm. methods. I don't want I didn't like it in 16 with the Democrats. I sure as hell don't like it. We're, you know, times 10 with the Republicans. That's not how you do it. You expose, you help people like me get this information to the proper authorities, force them to have this conversation. And then 
you try to fix those other things because until we get back command and control of the narrative that my claims and everything absolutely show we'll never be able to get these other things under control we'll never be able to get these cases through court because what do courts do they're based on the court of public opinion and if you control the court of public opinion you're going to lose most of your cases patrick where can people reach you you have a you have your own show tell everybody where they can reach you on your own show and your books and everything I do a, a Monday through Friday. I do a Twitch uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Twitch TV for uh, twitch.tv forward slash PFC underscore Bergie. You can find me at freedomstream.tv. I've got pre-sales available for my third book, and it's cool. On the cover, I have a challenge coin, which is the no coin coin. It's Operation Shadowgate, but I'm shipping it with a challenge coin that wow. on the back, on the front, it's Operation Shadowgate, uh, the American Awakening. On the back, it has the Freedom Stream logo, and it says uh, no coin in the middle uh, for no counterinsurgency. I got to be pissing Flynn off for sure at the very least. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I'm sure I'm in that in the in there, too, now. So, But, yeah, you know, we, we have to expose, you know, this stuff as it is, as it comes up. And it's, it's come up. It's time to, like, bring it up so we can clear the field and get down to who's really on board with making things right. I think as we move forward, this is the thing we're at war. Mm -hmm. So this is an information war and you and I are hammering it. <laughs> so right. I know it's tough to digest guys. We could go a lot deeper, but chew on this for a little bit, do the research, you know, pay attention. Don't get all butt hurt because it doesn't fit your little paradigm right now. Things are getting blown up. I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time, how paradigms are changing as fast as they get built. It's, it's happening faster and faster. You can't really stay anywhere. You just have to stay open and move. And I think I'm about the most open guy there is. And, and Patrick Berry, basically, you, you blew it open. Yeah. So, yeah, your, uh, your books, Operation Shadowgate, highly recommended, and Victim of the Swamp. That yeah, was those a, are great books. I wrote Victim of the Swamp in 17. I started writing it in 15. I published it in 17. It has wow. most of the stuff that was in Shadowgate right now, which kind of seems highly relevant. I don't care, right? What you say, it's the facts. I'm reading it and I'm still learning. Yeah. So I'm, I'm learning, you know, all of us have something to share here. We're, we're going to find out who the swamp creatures are and we need to know them and see them for who and what they are and then push them out of their positions of influence. And until we do that, it drags, it continues to drag. They're like anchors to our ship that wants to set sail. So thanks for coming on Patrick and sharing. Thank you for Put having your me. links in the description box. This will stay on YouTube. And uh, cause we, we did really good, good job. And uh, it'll go on my rumble and uh, all my social media sites. So fantastic job. I love what you're doing. You're definitely a Patriot. Stay safe out there. We'll be doing more shows together. Absolutely. Thank you. I got to pick your brain on Gematria sometime. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. And Tracy is way better at that. So, yeah, we'll have to right. hook you up with Tracy. Absolutely. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And we'll see Bye. you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.